0: Got too many things to handle here. Well, God's good, isn't He? Amen. I appreciate, brother Bushnell, pastor, and uh, trusting me with the service here today. And uh, thank you for uh, enduring it. God is good. All the time. I I was thinking as Brother Ken was talking about the singers and the musicians. uh, You know, they have enough talent to do what they do up here without praying. Amen. They have the ability, but I appreciate a lot of you may not know it, but before every service and many nights during the week, they're up here praying and fasting for the service. I think we have some great singers, great musicians. Amen. I, uh, you know, not pastoring anymore and sitting in a congregation, my sermons have become a lot shorter. And so if I get through, I'm not going to try to just keep going. When I get through, we're through. Is that all right? Now, if I go longer, that's okay also, isn't it? <laughs> you know, I, I used to think, it's, it's amazing how things change. Uh, the older you get, I used to think that I had to do a certain amount of time. And I mean, I had to get it right to the dot. But uh, not since I've been sitting out there with you folks. And, uh, and uh, I realized that sometimes I, I rambled more than I did anything else. I hope I don't ramble today. Jeremiah, the 29th chapter and the 11th verse. Now, in this scripture, Jeremiah was talking to captives in Babylon. He told them to build houses, take wives begat sons and daughters, but after 70 years, he was going to come and deliver them. Now, we may be in our Babylons today, whatever your Babylon may be. You may have been there, you may be there, and you may have been there a while, but the Lord God that we serve is going to take us out of this old place. Hallelujah. Look up. For your redemption draweth nigh. So this is what was happening here at the reading of this scripture. And then Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you and expect it in, or meaning a reward, God had something he was going to give us, amen. If the devil can blind us to this fact, it's so easy to get caught up in the day that we're living in, the babbling that we're in, build houses, take sons and daughters. In other words, you're just occupying. But I want you to understand if the devil can keep us from understanding that our God has been building us a place. This is not our home. Anybody homesick for heaven today? There's a better place for you and I. That's why we're here, that's why we do what we do. It's not because it's a social gathering, but it's here. Because we're looking forward to that day. He says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You fought a good fight and you kept the faith. Now, my subject today is going to be this. God's thoughts about us. Or what does God think about you and me? You ever thought about, what does he think about me? I'm just me. I'm a nobody. I like what Brother Ken gave to us Wednesday night. There's a lot of depth in that. I like it when it said about put all your trash in blue containers because what all the trash means something becomes a new thing, making energy out of it. We may feel like trash tonight, but I'm here to tell you that God says, no, 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 I got better things for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, and I may get misunderstood because I'm going to say a few things that you may wonder where I'm going with it, but I'm going to try to be proving a point to you. Uh, And so please hear me out to the end. And uh, don't judge me too quick before I get through. My, My responsibility here today and this morning is to somehow cause you to stop and to think. If I can cause you to somehow captivate your minds today into thinking in a different direction. And so here's where I may get a little misunderstood uh, with what I'm about to say. And please, please understand, I'm not against what I'm going to be talking about, but I'm using it as a, as a means of bringing something out. Self-image is a major industry in our world today. Oh, yeah, you don't believe it. Look what you pay for your kids' tennis shoes. Hello? I can remember. (laughs) We were lucky to have tennis shoes. But now, you know, uh, know, they pay an outrageous amount of money for just a pair of old tennis shoes that look just like some of the tennis shoes I wore when I was a kid. But you see, it's name brand. We identify with name brand things. I'm not against that. I love name brand stuff. But I I want you to understand something here. You see, we identify with what we wear. How we dress. Because we're interested in how we look. Self-image. They even get little phones now and then. What do they call it? Take a selfie or something? Is that what you call it? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm fixing the metal here a little bit now. But you know, you know, now myself, I would love to wear western clothes. I like to have my cowboy boots on, my cowboy hat, and my, my cowboy suit, but my wife won't let me wear them. But I always wanted to be a cowboy, a rancher, you know. But, and so we identify with those things. We, we become what that is. And if we're not careful we, get God, we leave God out of all of it and we become what we're involved in, our self-images. We relate with what we are. We want to fit in. We don't want to stand out as different. You know, have you ever wondered how some things get their name? <laughs> You'd be surprised on some of the styles of clothes who made that design. Move on. I, I remember my brother in law used to, Sherman's brother, used to deliver gas to stations. And he'd go to Lake Charles and he'd fill up his tanks or he'd be in other parts where they'd get gas. And and, and that same place they were getting gas, there'd be Texaco, there'd be shell trucks, there'd be all these different trucks all at the same place. And then we have people say, I ain't going to run nothing but. Gulf Oil or, or Texaco or, you know, that's the best there is. That's the best gas. And they all come out of the same pump. It's an image thing. It's something that we relate to. Uh, and, and so these things happen to us. and And don't get me wrong. I like name brand things. And I buy name brand things when they're on sale. But now understand we must have... Some pride in the way we look. You would have thought kind of funny of me about I showed up here today with some old baggy blue jeans and a shirt full of grease and and hair all down in my face, and you say, "What? Well, wait a minute! It's going to preach for us. We like that. We got, We want to look right, and we should have some interest in the way we look." The entire self-image industry is focused on improving the way that others see us. How others see us. What is the first thing we say (coughs) when we come out of the dressing room? How do I look? (laughs) Now men, let me give you a little word of wisdom. When your wife comes out of that waiting, room, that dressing room and she says, how do I look? Be sure you don't linger on the answer. Very quickly. <laughs> you can lie about it and repent later, you know, but you look great. <laughs> Be quick. Oh, that looks good. God forgive me, hallelujah. (laughs) But that's the first thing, how do I look? (laughs) You see, stop and think about how much we, I say we, spend on the way that people look at us and the way that we we look. Have you ever noticed how on the before and the after ads, you know what I'm talking about. You know, they'll have the before and the after. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, it's, it's always been like that. The before and the after. Now, don't, before you judge me, I'm not making fun of anyone. But I'm, it, well, why is it always the healthy becoming slim? You know, it's always the plain becoming beautiful. Right? It's like all the people, that all the fat people are wrong and all the slim people are right. I don't agree with that. I like that new thing I've seen <laughs> uh, recently... And it's so much truth to it when you think about it. They have this uh, ad, or that, and that people say, "See me—the real me. I am who I am. This is me." I'm sorry, folks. I preach different than anybody else. I'm sorry about that. That's just me. And you are you. Don't try to be something you're not. Be yourself hello praise God and so we, we are so involved in that now hear me I'm here today to tell you that it's not true that it's always the big people are wrong and the little people are right it's not how our image is I read something the other day that said made me feel good it said that fat people were happy people <laughs> hallelujah Hear me. Just because you're overweight doesn't mean you are any less of a person in the sight of God. Or a slim person. Or an in-between person. If you're pretty or ugly. Handsome or ugly. Whatever. You are a child of God. And God loves you. Quit letting the devil tell you you are nobody. Quit letting the devil tell you you're just trash. God's got something that he'll take and use you in his kingdom for. You may not be a preacher that stands in a pulpit. You may not be the one that plays an instrument. But God's got something that you can do as an individual that nobody else can do it like you can do it. Come on, somebody needs to get a little confidence in themselves and say, I am a born again child of God. Hallelujah. Now that I have your attention and I hope you're not mad at me, let me read your Proverbs 23 and 7. The Bible says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. It plays a big part in our life. We are what we think. Amen. If I can change your, your life, if I can change your whole life, if I can change the way you think. Amen. Amen. You see, it's not what our self-image is to the world that counts. But our number one concern must be, how does God see us? I believe God sees beyond all that. Come on, can I get an amen in the house today? I don't have to be slim for God to love me. Can I get an amen? I don't have to live in a nice home for God to love me. Come on. I don't have to wear the best clothes for God to love me. God loves me. God sees us as individuals who have been made in his very image. Hallelujah. You count. You are imparted. <laughs> and everyone has a place in the kingdom of God. I believe that. Now, some 139 and verse 14 says this I will praise thee this is something that we do why for I am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are thy works wow you want to take a picture of yourself there you are I'm going to praise you God why because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. Hallelujah. God made us just like we are. Just like we are. Can you believe in yourself? That's why the Bible says I can do all things through Christ with me. Jeremiah 1 and 4, God said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Now, sermon number two, that kind of lets you know when God thinks there's life in the womb. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Just because everything I have is turning loose and turning gray doesn't mean that God doesn't still love me. Just because I'm older and can't do what I used to do God still loves me. Come on somebody. Just because you make a mistake and fail doesn't mean that God does not still love you. In fact, he loved you while you were yet a sinner. After all, he died for you and me. I'm here to tell somebody in this place God loves you and you're not here by chance or by accident or by chance if you're here because God's got a purpose in your life and God's got something that you can do and you're going to do for him. God's going to use you. You can do what I can't do. You matter to God. Woo, hallelujah. Praise God. Psalms 139 said, "And this was where God was speaking to help us understand the way He sees us. Look at your neighbors and say, in case you don't know it, I'm wonderfully made." <laughs> you look at them and tell them again, I don't care if you like it or not, I am what I am. <laughs> Praise God. We, 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 we get down on ourselves and, because, and, and please try to understand what I'm saying. Just because, you know, I, I think I could drink water and, and, and gain weight. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some skinny people eat a whole lot more than I can eat. It's just the way we're made sometimes. Don't let the devil take that and put it over on you and pound you with it. Believe in yourself. Believe in the God that lives in you. Be something for God. Oh, God is trying to speak to somebody here today and let you understand God sees you as a wonderfully made. <coughs> so no matter what I look like, God still loves me. Jeremiah, in my text, the Lord said, that he knows the thoughts he has of us. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil. They are thoughts based on the fact that he sees his own image within us. It's not how the world sees us, but how does God see us that counts. I say that God looks and brings and sees beyond all this. I wonder what it would be like if this world if everybody in it was made the same way. My Lord, if everybody was just like me, we'd have a mess. <laughs> if everybody was just like you, we'd have a mess too. You see, I have a great concern when I see poor self-image in people who have been baptized and filled with His Spirit. <clears throat> oh, I just can't, you know. And you see, when God fills us with the Holy Ghost, we become a part of a royal family we are somebody amen i said you're somebody and there ain't no little use or big use there ain't no you know you're in his kingdom you're a child you're his child this is something that i had to overcome when i was a very young person i I, when i was young i used to have such a poor self image of myself Anytime that I was in a crowd and people were talking and they'd laugh and they'd look toward me, I'd begin to feel like they were talking about me and laughing about me because I had no confidence in myself at all. I can remember, and I'm opening my heart to you because maybe I'm going to help somebody here today. I used to hide somewhere and cry hours and times and times and times again because I felt so out of touch with anybody I just you know a nothing a zero but when God filled me with the Holy Ghost I realized I belong to royalty now (laughs) my father's the king (laughs) come on somebody needs to understand it today I don't know who the devil has been hounding on him Working you over by by what you are because you may be old or you may be you can't jump and run this aisles like anybody else. But I'm telling you, you're here and you can say hallelujah every now and then. You can raise your hand and you can say praise the Lord and God can use you just like you are. (coughs) Hallelujah. You see, you become the temple of God, and God lives. In the best. I said he lives in the best. If we don't recognize who we are. Here. You got to get what I'm saying. If we don't recognize who we are. And what we are. And that we are valuable in the eyes of God. Then this great end time revival. That's been put in our hands. Will suffer. We'll just occupy We won't have push outwardly for revival. Hallelujah. But see, I believe that God has revival in our future. Revival is here. And God wants to do a great work right here. And you and I must let it happen. Hallelujah. I'm not trying to boast, okay? Please understand that. But and I know a lot of times people get tired of somebody saying, "Well, you know, at this place, or you know, when over here, or you know, when." You know. But at Winfield, where I used to pastor, in fact, I'm still the bishop there. Over this last year and a half, they have baptized over 100 people. Hallelujah. And every, and, and, and they're, they're having a great, they're, they're almost 300 in attendance. That pastor calls me every week for counsel and talking. A great man of God. And we're, we hear of these things happening at other places. But folks, let me tell you what, it can happen here. Right here. Hallelujah. Who knows how many lost people will suffer because of our poor self images? We are commissioned to be his witnesses. Can I get an amen? You know how church growth starts? You know how it starts? One person starts with us. Now, put this overhead up, if you would. Hear hear this. I'm going to read you a couple of things that they're going to put up for you. And I ask them to put it up because it would help you understand. Nothing is more difficult to accomplish than changing outward actions without changing inward feelings and there was one more. It's impossible to perform consistently in a manner inconsistent with the way we see ourselves. If I could somehow get a spark in your mind, and your heart today. You will ignite a fire like never before there is no telling what will happen when we begin to say what we really believe that God is for us and if God be for us who can be against us (laughs) if I can just change your thoughts I will change you Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can't get away from that, brother Ken, that message you had. Mm. You got to take discard things of no value people think and make energy out of it. Oh, God's been doing that for a long time. Cuz he took something like me and you and made us children of God. Hallelujah. We must never forget God's unconditional love and acceptance of us. Too many of God's people live with the idea that he's some big God up here with a club and every time we do a noe, he pops us on the head and beats on us. Hello. And so we say we'll do nothing so we won't get scolded. He loved me even when I was a sinner. Don't you think he loves you now that you're his child? <laughs> and he loves you right now. He thinks more of us than we do of ourselves. I don't know about you, but I think I'd like to kind of lift my hands right now and just kind of give him a little praise. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name. Now, I want you to notice something. The disciples may not have been high achievers in the sight of the world. Think about it. Carpenters, you know, uh, fishermen, tax collectors. They were not part of the who's who of that day. Oh, But the call of Christ turned their lives around. Amen. Don't you think, God... You see, I'm not the son of a preacher or the grandson of a preacher. In fact, I never did not want to preach because, you know, I had that problem with self-image. And and, uh, the only college I've ever been to... I've never been to Bible college. Some of you probably can tell that. But the only college I've ever been to is on my knees... God, give me a direction. Hallelujah. And so, if God can take, and I'm not trying to put me as anything great, but if God can take somebody like me, some of you knew me before, and make me a minister. And I think successfully minister, pastored many churches, built on mission churches. Hallelujah. From a person that had no self-confidence to a person that believed that I could do all things through Christ. What can he do with you? (laughs) Hallelujah. What can he do with somebody in this place today? I don't care how old you are or how young you are. I don't care how fat you are or how slim you are. I don't care what you look like. God doesn't either. He's got a place for you. Amen? Don't you think God knows what he's doing when he called you and saved you? You see, God called you to do a work for him that no one else can do like you can do. You're not me and I'm not not you. Just be yourself. Be yourself. When I first started preaching, I used to try to, you know, act like some of the preachers. I used to have, I went to Brother Arles Glass's church for a while in Pasadena, Texas. And some of, if any of you know him, he would say, amen. He'd put his hand up, amen. You remember I I found myself, amen. And he, he had a, a problem shaking his head. and He said he went to an auction one time, like to bought everything in there. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but then I found out I can't be what he is or what somebody else is. God called me because I'm me. God called you because you're you. Hallelujah. I wish I could sing. They won't let me sing up here. But I can't, but you can. I can't go to everybody's house. Or somebody in your neighborhood. Because I don't know him, but you do. Let God use you. Be yourself. That's why God called you. That's why his word says you can do all things through him. Amen? Believe in yourself. I like the self-esteem that the young boy had one time. Him and his dad was walking in the corn patch and... The little old boy, just a little toddler, reached down and he grabbed a hold of a stalk of the corn stalk and he pulled it out of the ground. His daddy began to congratulate him on, boy, you're tough. He said, yeah, daddy. He said, just think, the whole world had a hold of it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. How we see ourselves reflects on how others see us. I remember I was walking from the church to the Sunday school department in Winfield and there was a young boy going to Sunday school there (coughs) and he always wore a suit, just a young kid. And I walked by one day and this is what I heard him say and I thought, wow. He looked at another little boy (laughs) who was with him and he said, when I become the president of the United States, you're going to be my bodyguard. I thought, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> when I was that age, I was wondering, oh, God, nobody loves me. I've done nothing. I'm a nobody. Come on, folks, believe in yourself. And believe in the God that lives in you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We will never go beyond the boundaries that stake our own true feelings about ourselves. We like ourselves. will increase the possibility that others will like us also. We are what we are. I had nothing to do with the way I'm made. Amen. <clears throat> John Maxwell made this statement. He said, many intelligent adults are restrained in thoughts, in actions, and results. Thoughts, actions, results. They never move further than the boundaries of their self-imposed limitations. Amen. I got a saying that I made for myself. I'd rather wear out than rust out. Hallelujah. Don't give up, folks. I don't care if you're old like I am or old like you are. You can still do something for the kingdom of God. Wear out. Don't rust out. Keep on going until he brings us home. What do you say? Anybody love the Lord in the house today? If all you say is I can't, you never will. Because you're going to believe what you are. You don't give up just because something gets hard to do. You do it. Like the saying goes, when the going gets tough, the tough, keep going. Keep on going. And I believe that I'm preaching to some people here today that will not give up. We are going forward. Can you praise him for it? hallelujah hallelujah I hope you leave this place with an idea brother Ken said God's going to change you he didn't know what I was going to preach but I hope that happens today that if I can just change one or two or three people we will turn our community upside down would you stand come on church Take off the self-imposed limitations you've placed on yourself. Stop saying, I can't. Say, I can, I will. Hallelujah. What are a person's capabilities? No one knows. So quit putting limits on yourself and others. I believe in you. God believes in you do you believe in yourself hallelujah and remember this others can stop you temporarily but you're the only one who can do it permanently hallelujah I wonder if there's anyone that would would lift your hands to the Lord and say God I want to have another chance Hallelujah. Let's worship him. Go ahead.